<laughs> we're all fucking bullies is that thing oh we can cuss we're bullies uh, from super mario 64 uh, 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 that's not what the, that's a one <laughs> That's them melting in the fire. Yeah. I just like the... And then it's just... <laughs> they have a little bandage on their back because they all got hurt. Yeah! They, all, they, all, they all got spankings. All of them. Yeah. Yeah? From from Ma uh, Bully. No, from their lover. <laughs> from Ma uh, Bully. <laughs> from Daddy Bully. Sorry. From, the, from Big Womp. <laughs> <laughs> I get a spanking from Subordinate. Big Womp. Hello, please. can I? I'm, I would like to put in a requisition for a spanking from Big Womp, please. Oh. <laughs> oh. All I can hear is the Dark World Bowser theme as I'm getting whomped. <laughs> as I'm getting whomped. <laughs> Fuck. What's the going rate for getting whomped? Hashtag getting <laughs> Somebody saying "womp." That's the thing about it, and we out here. We out here walking. Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a video game podcast where your three best friends talk about video games. I don't know. We don't have an intro. My name is Joe Langler. I'm your best friend. Hi. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Hi, I hit puberty. I'm Terrence. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ray, and I'm a glam cute or something, and I'm also your best friend. And... Oh. We are here today, coming back after a little break, to celebrate Juneteenth, an important holiday. A very important holiday. Happy Juneteenth, everyone! If you're listening on the day this episode comes out, you can celebrate by listening to this episode. No, not actually. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do something. And doing uh, some other stuff, Do something else, yeah. It's Juneteenth. Regrettably, I I hadn't heard the word Juneteenth until just a few years ago. Um, and it is celebrated in, I think, 47 states? No, 46 states and and D.C. But it's not a federal holiday. No. It's not a federal holiday. Because it's that would mean... American holiday. You know, that would mean that... You know, I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's stay positive here. Okay, for sure. <laughs> well, Juneteenth is the unofficial holiday... Ugh. Is <laughs> the holiday is celebrating yeah. um, the emancipation of slaves, and yes. well, and it, there is some, there are some, <laughs> obviously with um, this being uh, a holiday for African American people, um, the history of it has been a little lost, which is kind of upsetting. The history of why it took two years mm-hmm. after um, the. I'm losing it. Two years after the, the, the Emancipation Proclamation, yeah, for um, Texas specifically to yep. uh, <laughs> uh, let them the, let their slaves go, and the fact that that history for why specifically it wasn't done is lost. I mean, I think that's uh, yeah, I, I think that I, uh, shows us enough about what kind of place 
where we come from. So exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I was just reading about this before we started, and you know, it had a lot to do with the fact that we didn't have Twitter yeah. <laughs> in 1865, mm-hmm. um, and things were you know hand delivered, but also messages were intentionally delayed to squeeze out maximum profit profitability before uh, slaves were no longer made slaves and the re there there were a lot of possibilities of what could be celebrated on a year-to-year basis um but the reason a lot of people hung on to juneteenth was that it was one of i think it was the last place that the order came down and came through uh in in colonial america and there were many times in history that the holiday could have been lost forever but it survived and um and now it's now I mean now it's here to stay. Yeah, and it's for a sure. celebration. It's a celebration of freedom. Yeah. And I'm I'm really upset that I didn't know what it was. Well, you know what I'm really ago. upset about? The fact that this is considered an unofficial holiday and Columbus Day existed. Yeah. So if yeah. that if that gives you a good a good idea, we will leave you with that. But it is a great time for me. I want you guys to say it, it is a great time. To be black, um, uh, things are happening in the world and things are changing. And uh, no matter what shape it took to make it change, things are changing. And I'm glad to say that as a black person, I can see changes being made. I can see efforts being made. I can see it being taken much more seriously than it ever has in my entire life. So I want to say thank you, listeners and co-hosts of this podcast who love me so much and let me know anytime they can i love you guys too and happy juneteenth also happy pride month which is the craziest thing so this is kind of like my favorite holiday (laughs) now (laughs) so yeah yeah hell yeah i'm i'm glad that we're back and i'm glad to be celebrating this day. And, and, you know, I also know that on this podcast in the past, uh, and I think it's worth saying that we've like gone through February without realizing it was Black History Month, only to realize it after the fact and, you know, be a little remiss that we didn't do anything to celebrate it. Um, and I, I think it's important for us to celebrate stuff like this, especially in the world of gaming, where Black voices and queer voices are very, very much shouted down and and tamped out. And that's kind of what we're going to get into next, I guess. Uh, Ray, do you want to tell us about the the, the Itch.io bundle? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll, I'll tell you all about the bundle for racial justice and inequality. It was a bundle uh, on Itch.io. It is no longer up. Uh, but they were raising money to contribute to a number of organizations and foundations, um, specifically the NAACP and Community Community Bail Fund. Those were the the two that they split their their mm-hmm. uh, uh, donations towards. Uh, they made over eight million dollars. They had a goal of million wow uh they had a goal of five million um and over time they added more and more games to the bundle and well uh sorry content not everything was a game but regardless it's really cool uh we all contributed to it and now we are here to talk to you about 
some of the games on yeah. there. Well, I think specifically it's important to to start off with we we wanted to find a game that was by a black creator to talk about this week or a mm-hmm. couple. And let me tell and... you how difficult that <laughs> yeah. was. Hey, how many Yeah, go ahead. Tell them. So, tell them how many hoops we had to jump through. So we're checking first off, uh what is it? Over a thousand games for this bundle? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. holy moly, what a what a great thing for anyone to do. Not only do you get great games, but you also get to contribute to something and and show how important something is to you in a way that you can enjoy, you know? I don't want to yeah. sound like you have to benefit from in, from helping out, but I thought that that was really cool. But mm-hmm. <laughs> at, while scrolling through these uh names, we uh were looking for like game developers who uh contributed their games to it. And out of those uh Ray happened to have found a list that someone made, which I definitely didn't even think it was going to be possible. And what did that include? About nineteen games. And that was now. These weren't now. This here. Okay, yeah. I had to do okay. some historical goddamn research because I am a historian. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I found a list of games on Itchio. Okay, that were by black creators. Okay, I then searched those games in the bundle individually to see if they were there. I found about five or six. Five or six. Yeah. Um, you said there, there were nineteen might have been games more. in the original bundle. That was games on Itchio by black creators. I want to say that is true. Maybe I not all know. of them, but that was... Like, like uh, this is the thing. Like, yeah, we 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 struggled to find. We were scrolling and scrolling and and going through games and, and trying clicking. to find games that were by Black Devs. And and like as soon as we had that idea, I'm like, there's we're like, there's got to be something. You know, there's got to be some mm-hmm. games in here that that we can talk about. And I'm scrolling through the pages, and there's so many like games that have the the cover art is like a group of white kids. And it's like, okay, that's probably not it. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then there were other games that didn't have any people on it, but I could, like, I, I kind of had the feeling from looking at it. I'm like, this was made by a white guy. Like, I, I don't really got to check it out. I'll, I'll move on to the next one. And then I realized, I'm like, I don't know what a game by a black person looks like. Like, I don't, I don't have a schema for that. I don't have a, a, a mental map of what that looks like in my head. Um, well, that that speaks a lot to the gaming industry and exactly, the giant sure. walls they have for black people where you can't get into the industry at all. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you're very small time and don't get a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. Because, yep. I mean, like, in, in, in that way, in, in ways where uh, the racial uh, justice spotlight isn't shining, of course, you know, it's it's uneven. And... I think it's super interesting to note that also when we started thinking about and looking back to games that were racially inclusive, just mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. unsatisfying they were. I was able to bring up some games that I remember growing up with that uh, featured either main uh, black protagonists or or just uh, a, a large cast of black characters. And mm-hmm. most of the games that mm-hmm. I thought of were affiliated with some kind of fighting or yep. or gang relation or basically Grand Theft Auto, and mm-hmm. that I mean that explains a lot. Overwatch still has you know like think about how far we are with uh, with games and how 
so, and 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 we're just not where we want to be yet. But I'm, yep. you know, that this is mm-hmm. this is why it's so important because now that now that people are starting to look, it's our time to like start showing people that it is a thing in all things. Every single area that has a black and a white is is it needs to be looked at in this sense. Yep. So, yep. I, I wasn't anticipating that problem at all. I was not anticipating having such a hard time finding. I didn't even think about it. I didn't. Even, and then when we started to look and try to find a game that we could play that was by a black creator, I was like, "There's not. There are over fifth. There are over fourteen hundred games or, or tools, items in this bundle, and like we found a couple. And then it was like, "Well, this is a tabletop game, which is great and cool." And worth attention, but it's not something that we're gonna talk about at length on GNH. Um, and yeah, there, there was a, there was, a, there was a, not a lot to choose from, and it took a lot of digging. And I think that's like that's that's worth looking at even a little bit harder, which is I think all the more reason for us to be doing this episode and covering a game by a black or by a studio with a black creator. And yeah, here's the other thing. Even if there are black creators on the team, that doesn't mean they're highlighted. It mis- right. Sometimes it just means they're a name uh-huh. uh, as part of the team and you don't know who they are. Yeah. They're not like, uh, they might be a, a, a core component of the team, but, but that it's, doesn't it's mean the, the, corporation. the it's highlight the, is on yeah. them. Yeah. Or the spotlight is on them. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's, yes. it's a tough, it's a tough time for, for black people uh, to get into the gaming industry. And that's also outside of just video game development. Uh-huh. Video game journalism is also a very difficult thing to get into. And that also counts for women. Mm-hmm. But right now we're talking about black people specifically. And y'all, the world is a, is a, is sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. That's it sorry to bring it down, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about video games now. Yeah, um, I guess now would be a good time to talk about some of the games or briefly mention some of the games that we did find that we think are worth highlighting here. Um, let's see. There, Ray, can you tell us a little bit about Oxenfree and the the creator involved with that? I would love to. Um, Oxenfree is one of the bigger games on the bundle that you may have heard of. I've heard of, but I didn't know anything about. Uh, it is a supernatural, like, mystery adventure game by Night School Studio, uh, which, uh, one of the directors, uh, Sean Crankle, uh, is black. And also, uh, this game is very beloved by many. Um, so Just like we you, decided right? Just like you. um so we decided not to cover it this time around just because uh it's one of the more known ones but we still wanted to talk about it uh nice cool studio is cool though just wanted to throw that out there yeah absolutely and uh next there was fugue by sean pierre which was a Looks like a smaller game. Uh, it's it's basically you arrange little birds on telephone wires to make music. If you've ever seen the, the like, I'm pretty sure there was a Pixar short or something. I actually can't remember what I'm thinking of, but there, there was something that like showed like little birds on telephone wires, like a music. That's a staff. Pixar short. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a giant yeah. perk. Actually, that that short was about um, treating people differently because of how they look, which is very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you that up. A related, a related <laughs> yeah. note. <laughs> um, and then Margaret Catter, a prolific developer, uh, definitely worth some attention. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, not a lot of a lot of a uh, like. Yeah, a lot of uh, TTRPG rule books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the one that you picked out, uh, Terrence? Well, I wanted to get into a game called uh, Magic Girls and Mac. From my understanding, it is a action adventure <laughs> multiplayer TTRPG, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, it is. A game that's set in the year 20XX across the globe. Doors began <laughs> to show up. From every door came devices that disappeared when they crossed their threshold. Before an investigation into these lights can be launched, they are followed soon after by what would become known as the once from before. It, that All that to say that it features what looks like um, a black uh, protagonist female uh with a very anime aesthetic um and also has cool cool mechs that are often uh coincide with um you know the anime trend so i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what that's about and it looks super cute yeah and uh i i want to play that as well that looks like that looks bitchin (laughs) um ray what was the one that you picked out uh so it's dangerous to go alone take this might be a familiar phrase to you, Legend of Zelda fans. <laughs> and Pokemon uh, fans. Not really Pokemon, Pokemon fans. fans, but that's totally and a <laughs> just, just, just fans of video games in just general. Fans. And, just fans. Uh, this one's for the gamers. It's it's another micro-RPG <laughs> by Margaret Catter development. Um, this one is fun because... Oh, God, how do I explain this? I could just read it to you, huh? Well, that's what I did. <laughs> okay. That's <fair>. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so essentially, you play an adventurer that has one item with you, uh, and you have to go through and and figure and like go on this adventure, and you don't have your memory, and you you have to exchange items and information and it 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 plays off of the fact that you're you're just starting your adventure and all you have is a sword or whatever or whatever i like that because i like that the idea that i mean i don't know exactly how it works but i like the idea that you can start with whatever you want and so you can start with something that isn't necessarily a killing implement (laughs) right and and, you know have an adventure with a frying pan or something that's also (laughs) for you legend of zelda fans (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank thank you guys for giving that to me because I didn't. (laughs) So, yeah, I really want to play this actually with folks. Um, Please play this with me. The game that I picked from Margaret Catter that looks really fun is called Hot Off the Presses or Hot Off the Press. And in it, you play as a group of classmates as they try to put out the best stories about their school and its happenings that they can. Can you gather enough of the facts to put together the story? Will your editor-in-chief love your story, or will you have to make tweaks? Can you make enough time to hang out with your friends, sneak a couple of kisses with your crush in, and don't get caught breaking the rules of your school all before your story's deadline? 
it is like the most high school thing that i've but i want it's, it it's so endearing it's so endearing and, I, and I, it sounds like a lot of fun um and i would love to play that game and i and i plan on it so i like how they those are all that you have to break the rules to get the story though like you can't yeah. you, you have to break the rules I mean, you, that's that's journalism, babe. That's that's hard hitting. That's fact finding. You know, getting dirty. Oh god. Okay, J- Joe's and Mark Racker. We we support this. Um, let's talk about. So yeah, go check out Margaret Catter Dev. Mm-hmm. A bunch of fun little micro RPGs, which you can just have a little fun time with your friends. Yes. If absolutely. you can't like, I like. Sometimes you're just sitting in a room and you're like, y'all want to play a game? And then you just start spinning up an RPG on accident. Now you don't have to. Now yeah. you have like a bunch under your belt. And a it's, bunch to choose from one creator. It's going to be fun. And I will include information and links to all of these games and creators in our show description, including the one for the game that we're actually going to be discussing this week. Uh, so check those out. Follow the links. And if you got the bundle, make sure to add them to your library because Ichio's weird about what's in mm-hmm. your library and what's not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, and and give them give them a try and reach out to the devs and let them know what you think. And well, I mean, be nice to them. Like let let them know. What, like you're gonna be like nice the game. Support them because and... we're actually very excited about all these pieces of content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> including. Semblance, uh, the game that we're going to be talking about this week, it was created by the studio Niamacop, mm-hmm. and it is a little puzzle platformer where you play as a little goo. A little gloop. A little it's gloop. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good, and <laughs> it's very simple. I, I mean, it made me think of Limbo, except it's, it's way better than Limbo. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah. Really I cool. haven't beat it yet. Yeah, that it's, yeah, it's harder I, than I anticipated. I had to make myself put it down. I got like halfway through the second world and I really wanted to keep playing it, but I'm like, yep. I have other things to do. Yep. <laughs> and I I have enough that I can talk about it on the episode, so I'm going to have to put it off. Um, we should uh, we should stream it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that wouldn't be yeah, a bad game like to it. stream. It's very easy. And Alex, and we'll explain why once we get into it. Sorry, continue, Joe. No, yeah, very simply, very quickly, you play as a little goo, and you're, you can jump, and you can dash in the cardinal directions, up, down, left, and, and right. And you can and use the roar of uh, creation, which... Uh, re- roar of re- time. Re- <laughs> roar of creation? Which, it's the roar of time, which, uh, where you reset the takes world. Takes all the impurities and corrects them back to the original state, because <laughs> you are the god gloop. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, to give you a little context for that, when you dash, um, most of the environments that you can tell by its coloration, if it's like fully colored in, it's a little bit gooier. And when you dash at it, you can either move like floating blocks or um, kind of stretch them. So like if there's a floating rectangle above you, you can dash upwards at it from beneath and then you can kind of stretch it up into an arc to make it a hill instead of a flat rectangle. And then that way you can climb on the hill and jump even higher from that point. Um, And the whole game is about manipulating the environment to solve little puzzle rooms to get the glowing orb. It's very, it's very simple, like puzzle room, get the key and then move on to the next puzzle Uh room. 
uh, mm-hmm. structurally, but the way that the puzzles work are unique and very interesting. And, and the aesthetic is very Limbo-esque, for sure. Yeah, but with, like, Magic. jungle <laughs> and forest stuff worked in. And it's far more fun yeah. than Limbo. Oh, it's yeah. way, it's not scary yeah. like Limbo is. Limbo is really... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's a deep mystery, which I'm very interested in learning more about, but it's not, it doesn't give me any dread Yeah, the way that Limbo does. I mean, but yeah, I mean, but also no shade on Limbo. Limbo was doing its job. That's what it wanted to do to you. Yeah. So. I'll give, I'll put shade on Limbo. I was very <laughs> upfront when we did it. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's fair. But we're not here to talk about Limbo. Um, There is, so... Sunlands is great and fun because it combines both great gameplay along with world building and lore in a way that goes along with the progression of the game. Like you don't, you can seek out little like uh, art pieces on the wall and like get little hints to what the story is and what the world is like and how the creatures in it interact. Um. And I don't know where the story is going, but I, I want to no find out. I have no idea where the story is going. I know. But, like, you see these little things, and I'm like, are they being attacked? Are they being pushed out of here? Why Why is this? Why is that? Why is color so important? Uh-huh. Like, cause it's, it's fascinating. And then you get this fun gameplay where it, you get um, malleable world you can we can shape the world to your whim essentially like terrence mm-hmm. said uh to solve puzzles but what's great is that as you go through the first world you learn like different ways you can manipulate the land and sh- shapes to solve puzzles and it usually culminates in combining different pieces of the puzzle to to mm-hmm. collect your your globule thing whatever it is what I really liked was in World 2, tree number 2, it introduces a new mechanic, mm-hmm. and it it's essentially, you can't, it, if, if there's a red light, and if the red light touches the land, it forms back into place. But you can use that to your advantage and get bounced higher into the air if you, if you mm-hmm. aim yourself just right. Like logic. right. Which... I never would have thought of that in the first world because there were, was no such thing. Right. But they added this minor, minor detail mechanic, and now the whole game has changed completely. Yes, and they tend yeah. to. Do- and I've, <clears throat> sorry, uh, I was gonna say, and I've been, I've been using, I've been using the, the way that you can bounce around with that stuff to like really push the boundaries of where you can go in the game. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like looking for secrets, but I'm also kind of just like seeing what i can get away with and uh-huh. it's what like the game isn't like perfectly play tested there are areas that you can go out of bounds and stuff but it allows you to reset and get back onto the onto the main part of the game sometimes like there's a, a couple of little bugs but like it's mostly a flawless performance and i really liked seeing exactly like how far i could push the the boundaries of the game with the mechanics because it's designed to give you a lot of freedom yeah it's it's kind of like the climbing in breath of the wild like as soon as you know that you can climb you're like what can i do with this and that's exactly i had the same sense of like trying to push everything to its limit with this game which was a lot of fun and sometimes there is like little secret 
totems or puzzle rooms mm-hmm. or whatever that are hidden and, and squirreled away in places that you wouldn't expect you should be able to get to. Uh-huh. I, I tend to like, um, this is a small thing, but I really like how they kind of kind of tell you to just jump without telling you. This game does a lot of things that other games might have either punished you for or... Or it's this game is specifically different in little tweaks of ways. When I play this game and they try to teach you how to do things, there was only a few times where they actually show you button inputs. Yeah. All the yeah. other times, they kind of they they set it up for you to, if your brain is imaginative enough, and if you have like some experience in games, you could probably figure it out fairly easy. But they don't mm-hmm. tell you by any means, like. Mm-hmm. They put things in scenarios that makes your brain thinks, well, I wonder if this is possible. And yeah, yep. This game, uh, <laughs> pretty much throws every new challenge at you like that, where it's kind of just like, all right, so I know you learned a lot, but what about this? Never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Here's your scenario. <laughs> what are you gonna do? And it's like, okay, let's do this. So I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that aspect of company with a with the ver- oh, with the um. No dialogue, no intel storytelling yeah. that mm-hmm. we like a lot. And this game, I think I mentioned it to you guys before we started recording a week ago or something. This game is definitely like our aesthetic when it comes to mm-hmm. games that we tend to play, which are well, for a lot of different reasons. Like, it's hard for me to give it a, a general... Like, this is what we like to do. But this game symbolizes it a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it provides us with things that we love to see in video games. Yeah. It's it's simple. It's straightforward. It, it's, like, not cluttered at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Know? Nope. It, um, and, but it's still compelling and interesting. And it's, like, it's not, like, too simple, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The gameplay is rewarding because yeah. it lets you figure it out without hand hand-holding and as far and as the, the three of us love that like <laughs> yep. the the little goo guys are cute and yeah. the Creepy. color palette is incredible mm-hmm. and the music is really like engaging when like, it swells when you get near the yeah. end of a puzzle and yep. you feel like you're about to reach a climax because you just solved it yeah wonderful yes and the same thing when you when like if you go into hidden rooms there's like cave drawings yeah. that have little story beats and they don't make sense at first like they're really they're mm-hmm. really hard to understand what's going on because you'll just see like little groups of little characters and they'll have question marks and there will be a cloud and there will be a sun or a moon on some of them. But you don't know what any of this yeah. stuff means. And yep. you very, very slowly start to put a, t- together a picture. I'm very slowly starting to get what I think is an understanding of what's going on with the backstory. But I don't know for sure. Like I've noticed that when you approach the puzzle rooms, you'll s- so. I kind of glossed over this. The The beginning of the game shows this, like, corruption, question mark? I hesitate to say that. But, like, this crystallization uh, kind of infect the world. Uh-huh. And as you're progressing through the game and solving puzzles, you are reversing that corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cave drawings make it seem like the corrupted creatures aren't like as dangerous as as it's first presented um and that 
it, it kind of seems like some uh, unjust uh, situations are going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it seems like the people that are uncorrupted kind of have an us versus them mentality, and the corrupted creatures are kind of confused. And, like... But I don't know. But, I don't know if, like, I don't know what I'm reading, you know, reading into yeah. that. Did y'all notice, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, I doubt it, when you switched uh, to the second world, your color palette also changed. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's probably going to continue. I think that's just to keep things fresh, yeah, and like, as you go through the worlds. But I hope you, it's a You kind of got to see it with the, uh, the, the pictures of the tree. Because they did a pretty good job of being, like... This is what you're going to do without saying anything. I love that so much. Like, you can definitely yeah. assume. Mm-hmm. They pretty much even gave you a gauge for how long the game would be. They were like, well, you're, you're going to do this this many times for this many yep. times. So I, so I was like, okay. <laughs> yep. Um, when you go into Well, the- I did notice that when you approach those rooms with the cave drawings, you'll because in the background you see a lot of goo creatures. that They're just bystanders. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you get close to the cave drawing rooms, at least in the second world, there's a lot more crystal creatures. Uh-huh. Yes. They, and they're the same creatures, but they've been crystallized. Yep. And, uh, and, well, yeah. when you go into those cave drawing rooms, A, I love how it's like, this is a story. This is like a cutscene. This is what they do to do it. They zoom in on the picture uh, and keep all the like little particles floating in the background. And the music kind of gets a little less backgroundy. Yeah. And I love it because immediately your instinct is to stop moving. Yep. And yeah. your character mm-hmm. is just staring at you. And it's it's this it's this immersive like feeling of like <laughs> what does this mean? And I yeah. it almost feels like you're being taken uh uh by this character and it's like showing you things around this world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no there's no gameplay reason that you have to stop there. There's no it does it never forces you like, I think there's, like, one or two rooms that you have to go through. Uh-huh. But after that, they're all side stuff. There's no, like, there's no like collectible checkbox. There's no tangible reward. It's just a story that you can pursue if you want to, but you want to. Yeah. And the, the creators know this and punctuate it with tiny details, like with the music and the camera, uh-huh. without being extremely obtrusive and the yes. character that it's, you it, use is it doesn't look back at it no also check nope. this out so the cave drawings you live in a world where goop is a thing where everybody's goopy and the cave drawings had to have been carved so thinking like logically the only thing that could possibly carve it are the crystallized creatures so this might be yeah. a story coming from from them possibly is it's a lot it's a lot, isn't it, for this very <laughs> on the surface <laughs> simple game? Yeah. <laughs> but here we are speculating about <laughs> the end of the yeah. world and unjust societies and <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> well but that is the definition knows? of semblance. Maybe this is like to symbolize something. <laughs> I don't know. Because you, you made a comment, Joe. You said that um that I uh, um, the uh, art indicates that um, we might have been given the wrong impression. Yeah. And Ray said that that was on purpose. And the title, I think that that is what they're trying to do. So, yeah. 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 What does semblance mean? Semblance is the outward appearance or apparent form of something, especially when the reality is different. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. That's 
That's a good title. That's a good title, and it feeds into to our working theory of what's going on. So, did we all get to be roughly the same point, Terrence? Did you get to World Two? No, I didn't get to World Two. I well, I didn't get to play World Two. How about that? Um, okay. So, okay. Yeah. World One's tough. World, World One is one tough. Is tough. <laughs> yeah. World One's tough. Okay. <laughs> I got stuck on a few. And, and I'm I'm kind of glad that it's as as short as it is. You know, I don't know for sure yet. Maybe there's a hidden fifth world or whatever. But probably. Like, it's going to be less than 10 hours to beat it, I think. Oh, for and sure. I think that's a really good amount of time for a game like this. Yeah. And I also really like games like this. It reminds me of the game Journey that we played where it's like, you're kind of along for the ride. You are given things to interpret and given vibes yeah. intentionally. And yeah. you get to just enjoy what uh, learning about it and, and coming up to new conclusions and like, uh, you know, changing your perception by the end of the game of yeah. what you felt. Mm-hmm. So, of what's I, going on? Yeah, exactly. And man, those colors are cool. I like it. I think that Journey is a little bit more up for interpretation on purpose. Oh, for sure. But, but I, I do like that your interpretation in this is going to change. And I think it's the kind of thing that, like, once you get to the end, you're going to have a few more answers. And then when you play back through it again and you see the earlier cave drawings you're gonna be like oh that's what's going on here Mm. i don't know though (laughs) but i'm gonna find out so let's answer the question i think (laughs) i know this is maybe a little bit of a shorter episode but um i don't know what else to say about it because i I don't do do either of you have anything to add about semblance i think it's speaks volumes to the fact that we're all excited to play it more and don't have a lot of issues uh-huh. with it. Yeah. <laughs> because it means it's it's engaging, it's entertaining, it's a game that it's 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 engaging and entertaining. Yeah. Which is what you want from uh-huh. games. It's right? intergaging. Intergaging. It's yes, exactly. I also think it's important to note that uh the game I never once felt like I wanted needed to listen to music while I was playing the game. Yeah. I wanted to completely immerse myself. Which man, yeah. if like there, there's a special kind of game where you feel really good listening to music while playing it. That's cool. But if you don't want to listen to music while playing the game, you're getting the full experience. And I think that yeah. that yeah. is what I, I want out of video games. Mm-hmm. And I and I I generally do like listening to my own music exactly while I play video games. But this game, it's like. The music is is part of what brings you into that world. the The music is so important to the game, mm-hmm. and it's, it's but it's it's sparse. It's, it's 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 unintrusive. Yeah, it's like Breath of the Wild in that way. Basically, this game is Breath of the Wild. Get it? Yeah. I, get, I think <laughs> Breath of the Wild might be the new Dark Souls of video games. Wait, what? This game is Breath of the Wild. If Breath of the Wild was Limbo. Yeah. Every yeah, basically. Every game developer can learn something from Breath of the Wild. I'll just put it like that because that sh- for sure. Sheesh. But anyway, <laughs> like how to put rain on a wall and make me really infuriated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. um, semblance. Let's we we should gain a semblance of what we're doing here. That's the that's the biz. Are you guys planning on continuing to play semblance? Are you going to finish semblance after we put up this episode? I am. Uh, yes. I think, yeah, when I never, because obviously I'm moving into my new apartment, guys, and I won't have Wi-Fi hey. because internet sucks. That's just how mm. it works. It's like, oh, you can't have it when you want it, how but you can supposed, have it when. How am I supposed to hang out with you? I don't know, but it should be a, <laughs> issue, a situation that's resolved soon. But oh, it's not I a problem. Can you can hang out with me, Terrence, so I don't, uh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry for clipping <laughs> with my baby noises. <laughs> but I plan on playing Simulants like then because it's a nice little digestible thing. It's, it's interesting. Feels good to play, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it feels good. It's a good game. It's a good story that we're all making up in our brains because <laughs> that's what it makes a good video game is interpretation, mm-hmm. according to us sometimes. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun little puzzler. If you like puzzle games, play it. If you don't like puzzle games, don't play don't it. Play. Give it a try. <laughs> it's not as it's difficult puzzle, but it's not as puzzle as yeah. It's not puzzle in the way you think of like classic puzzle games. It's not hard. I'll puzzle, say this: when I first started it, like the first twenty to thirty minutes or so, it felt very like simple. It felt very familiar. Yeah, like it was like a mm-hmm. game that I played on. The Nintendo or something? Like Flashplayer.com or whatever. I don't know where I used to play video games online. Ugh, I don't know what I'm thinking the about. The internet that. in the early aughts was a fucking wild time. But <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, after that first little, like, the tutorial zone, basically, um, it quickly got its own level of complexity and its own unique puzzle-making style. Um, and I'm very very intrigued and i'm very excited to 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 overcome more and more puzzles so, semblance has its hooks in us yeah semblance is a good i game. didn't expect that honestly like this wholeheartedly interested and engaged with this game i did not expect that from yeah. all three of i was ex- us. i was ex- i was uh What's up, when we saw the cover art i me i got the exact same feeling in the game that i got from the cover art where i was like Ah, like this is gonna be. This is gonna be. This is gonna feel good on my brain to look at. And <laughs> like I won't. I won't have to feel stressed or forced into something, or or made to digest something that's difficult to digest. Like yeah. I, I, I knew mm-hmm. it was gonna be a a a, a nice thing. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to put down too. It's very it's very user friendly yeah. when it comes to like you you limit your your playtime. However, and like. the saving quit like- thing is literally yeah. just mm-hmm. you are right where you saved and quit, which yeah. I really like. And, yep. and to to delve into that point a little bit more, even though we're wrapping up, um, like you can save and quit at any time, and each level has usually like five to six little puzzle orbs that you need to grab. But even if you leave in the middle of the level and come back, like going through the level is very simple. Uh-huh. It's usually just left to right with a couple of jumps. And the, the part that takes time is each puzzle. So once yep. you finish a puzzle, you're pretty much done. Yeah. And you, you can you can leave at any time. Um, it's just like so, Hotel California. Just you can leave at any time you like, but you can, but you can never you can leave at any time you like, but you can never You can leave at any time you like, but you can leave it. We, we need can, to get leave. We can any... leave at any time we want to leave, <laughs> but, but, we, but we won't. But we can't. But Thanks for can listening, folks. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at GNHcast. You can send an email to GNHpodcast at gmail dot com and let us know what you think. Um, we'd love to hear about how you're celebrating Juneteenth, and we'd love to know what you think of Semblance and any of the other great games that you are playing in the Itchio bundle because. Every time I've heard somebody talk about this bundle and the games that they're excited to play, I've never heard the same name twice. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many to choose so from. Many. So I want to know what you're playing, and I want to know what I should play first after I finish Semblance, which is going to take a while because I don't have a lot of time to play video games. <laughs> also, so sorry, you guys, for the long break we took. A lot of things are happening, and it didn't even feel like a break, but we are back. Yeah. So stay tuned. The it's break gonna be was awesome. going to happen reg- the, sorry, the break was going to happen regardless of current world situations. Yes. yes. Yeah, we had already planned the break, and then uh, the world kind of blew up yep. and is still kind of on fire. <laughs> yep. um, we're still fighting. Yes, Just we because are. we're fighting. back to a normal schedule does not mean we're fighting, but we have to go back and, and do the podcast yeah. and give y'all positive content so yeah. you can keep fighting, too. A breath. Some levity. Please. But we're not done, and things aren't back to quote unquote normal. Yes, and, I want and you to know say what? That up Let's not here. go back there. Let's not go back to normal. Let's keep moving Let's not. forward. <laughs> yes. Um. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate your listenership, and if you appreciate this show, please show us as much by leaving a quick review on iTunes. Five-star review would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but any review, any feedback is always appreciated. You can also reach out with an email. You know, even even if you don't want to leave your your little rating, but you want to let us know what you think of the show, an email would be great. Or you can leave feedback on Pinecast. Anything to let us know what you think um, would would be great. It would be great to hear from you. Um, I Am I missing something? I always feel like I'm missing something. If you are, you record it later and then add it. No. <laughs> I never do that. That's not going to happen. That's because you do it perfectly every time. Yes. I do it perfectly every time, which means I've done it perfectly this time. Thank you all so much for joining us. This has been Gaming New Horizons. Happy Juneteenth and happy Pride, people. Woo! Gaming. And I cannot stress this enough. It's for everyone. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Reed. Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of you out there in podcast land. This is What You Call It. A podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of nerdiness. Here's what people are saying about it. Oh, have you heard of the What You Call It? Hey, that that is my favorite podcast right now. So good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish. Well, I can't believe that for a second. You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things. A Midwest fancy thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs> you're gonna love it, though. Oh, you're have, just gonna love have it. Have you heard Brittany talk about being from California? Oh, have you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Yeah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks, your belly button is your old mouth. Listen. From LunarLightStudio.com.